Welcome to Gohan or Go Home, the podcast where I bring somebody who has never experienced Dragon Ball through the manga, the comic, from start to finish. Hopefully, fingers crossed, it's like a million chapters. Uh, I am Simon Third Time Monrad, and across from me is Imogen the Charm Faith. <laughs> so... <laughs> Yes. We have with us a Riley from Trash Future who we've never met before. (laughs) Now, sir. Oh, a brand new guest. Now, sir, you and I have never met before, but you are about to demonstrate for me the awesome power of the Juice Loosener 47. Yeah, I've never, we've never, I'm not paid for this at all. (laughs) Now, now. Now, I'm aware some of you in the, out there in TV land might be worried about audience plants, or we've done this two times already, but both of us are really <laughs> stupid with audio sometimes, and so it didn't work. So you can confirm that we have indeed never met before, and as I get into this magical box, I'm going to come out a different person <laughs> and not wearing a girdle. Listen, I... I've heard all these rumors. I want to tell you right now, unequivocally, it is fake news. It is, we, we, we've got the greatest audio recording skills. Many are saying yes. in the world, you know, this is un- indisputable and I cannot deny how much I am excited to see the never before seen trick of you going into a box and then coming out of a box again, something that no human has ever done. No, every human who's ever gone into a box has died. Um, <laughs> it's that's why it's called Schrodinger's box, right? Yeah. Because <laughs> he was really afraid of pussy. Because you get dinged. Uh, Magic Show is also the only one in the world that is uh, officially completely devoid of clones and or twins. <laughs> Somebody's seen the Prestige. Um, I think the relevance. Any case, did my yeah. did my uh, sort of metaphor towards the beginning of this show sort of imperceptibly shift from infomercial to Magic Show? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> It, yes, it's, 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 that's part of the match. Yeah. It's all Oof, part of the charm. A slut drag. <laughs> and now, the infomercial is a magic show. Now, I can't do a Michael Caine voice, but if I did, you should imagine it right now. Like, I the think first you should try called, it, because it's the one impression that you absolutely cannot do. It's and oh, I find so it very, bad. Very, nobody very can tell funny. what it is. Nobody can tell what I'm saying. I can't tell what I'm saying. I get confused. <laughs> I think that the, the funniest part of it is that you're usually very good at voices, and most people can at least ballpark Michael Caine, but you're just <laughs> so far off, like fucking way in the distance. Oh, I was going to do, and then I just realized that I can't actually remember his lines from The Prestige. Like the second one's called The Turn, the third one's called The Prestige. Right? What's the first one called? You know, the first step. There are three steps. There's some kind of setup. Track. I can't remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, so, the, the pledge. Yeah. 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 The pledge, there you yeah. go. Okay, and so the what... pledge is that we begin with an infomercial. The turn is that we forget the metaphor. And then the prestige is that actually this is our third time recording this episode. <laughs> I'm so sorry, everybody. We've tried to have a guest on. We've tried to have Riley on. It's um, it's really good to hear from you, actually, again. Because, Thank you. Um, yeah, I, I, in personal news, am no longer semi-homeless living on a couch. I've found a, a place to live, which is where we're recording. So nice. No more. Hey. Um, no more recording from your mom's bedroom. Yeah, mom's not going to yeah. like, walk in and be like, would you like some nuggets? <laughs> Not now I'm recording a podcast. God. Yeah, she's like, Are you funny, son? Yeah. <laughs> Alrighty. What's what's, what's been uh, going on where where you live? Uh over here in the UK. Um Yeah, oh, I guess. Either specifically know. on the street or just generally. <laughs> what's happening in the arc? Uh okay. Uh let's 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 start down and go up. Uh my street was pedestrianized for quite a while due to uh works that were happening and it was very nice. Now mm. no longer pedestrianized. Uh but there are some cycle lanes that are really eating into the amount of cars that can go on it. So overall I'm feeling pretty good about that. Um in my wider neighborhood. Uh, many of the restaurants have opened back up again. Uh, but the problem is most of the wine that a lot of the places have here is like natural wine, which is like fine. But, you know, sometimes it can taste a bit foot-ish if it's um, not really good. <laughs> what is, what's unnatural wine? I do have to ask. <laughs> oh, like filter oh, the wine. wine of the future! Like uh, <laughs> mechanically separating wine. Yeah, mechanical wine, like the mechanical man in uh, the third yeah, yeah. thing of the stuff. Anyway... It's, uh, let's see. So that's, that's, that's all right. It, there are some really good places around here. It's just, you know, some of them are just like, oh, all of our wine is natural. None of it's filtered. And it's like, you could have filtered it a bit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you could have just strained it a little. I mean, like, you, you don't really, like, wine is fine. Juice is fine. 
the crossover should not be where the pulp is. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. you don't need wine with pulp. Yeah, yeah hey, but, you know uh, what? Tell that to the various uh, high-end uh, wine places around me. Um, hmm. Let's see. Let's see. Uh, yeah, because. If it's like grown in the UK, I, presumably it's not warm enough in most places. But say you had like a just a, a huge, massive greenhouse covering several acres and you uh-huh. grew wine in the UK. All it's going to taste of is English soil, which is just 19th century <laughs> leaked Victorian coal. Mm. Uh, oddly enough, there is really, really good wine. Here, I'll even go one step up. Uh, the city, uh, yeah, London, it's expensive. Fuck it. Uh, one step up, England. Uh, the uh, winemaking industry, really good. Mm. Really, really, really oh. good. Yeah, uh, there is an extremely... Because basically we have in the south of England, there's the same soil type as in uh, Champagne in France. It's the same chalky soil. Uh, and the climate in the, the last... Chalky sort of, deposit. In the, in the last 20 or so years, uh, the climate has been, for reasons I just don't want to think about <laughs> becoming much more similar to that of champagne and so what we have is a very very good winemaking region that's just kind of emerged in like kent and sussex and so it's specifically good for sort of still slightly green slightly unripe uh sparkling whites uh see we, hmm. we tend to grow pinot noir pinot meunier and chardonnay oh. And they make really, really excellent sparkling whites. They're just very expensive. That's so, nice. I had no idea. It, that's yeah. that's some new some new wine uh, information for me. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, well, as we know, I mean, the thing is, the heat increase, the climate increase in England. Um, I mean, you think it's to do with climate change, but actually, just Boris Johnson fucks enough that the friction has increased the temperature. Mm. Sorry, what were you going to say? I well, that- I mean, like you could have, you could interrupt me to say that Boris Johnson fucks, or you could let me tell tell everyone a charming story about watching a wine documentary at my house. But now I'm not going to say it. No, that sounds lovely. I love wine. I drink it all all the time. Mm. No, no. Do you have a much of a much of a, a wine vibe, Riley? Are you in a in, in a wine communities, or do you just like enjoy it? Uh, I I mean, I've got a long a long wine history. Uh, I have a long wine history. I have a long wine history because I grew up in another country that has a strong winemaking tradition that doesn't really get talked about that much, Canada. Um, hmm. So I grew up in a place called Niagara-on-the-Lake, which is one of Canada's like two, two broader wine regions, well, three broad wine regions. So there's like, the Okanagan Valley in BC, Niagara, the Niagara region in Ontario, and Prince Edward County, uh, also in Ontario. And um, hmm. we've got, yeah, excellent uh, winemaking specifically in, in the Niagara region where we do, again, really fantastic Pinot Noirs. My first job was in a winery, like a, like a high-end fun. winery. I actually went to a wine festival with a guy from the Niagara region. And I know that because he used to be a, like a, a tour guide there, which he told me about in great detail, huh. which is very fun. So uh, he went around chasing waterfalls? Uh, yeah. Contrary to TLC's advice. He, he very very much. He was a big hater of TLC. Beep, beep this, but what was the person's name? Or just delete this before you release it, but I'm very interested to know what the person's name was. Um uh, yeah, the oh man, is I actually don't. <laughs> I don't know his last name, but I can I can look him up on on Facebook right now. Hang on, I'm getting like a million pop-ups on my phone. Do you ever get LinkedIn notifications? I uh, freaking like... all the time. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what his actual last yeah. name is, but that's someone. Okay, never mind. Yeah, I met him at I met him at one festival, and I went with him to another festival because I needed help with setting up a stage that I was running that I usually do with my family. But my dad has a busted back, so he asked me to do it and bring a friend. And I was like, "Hey, guy that I met one time, want to come with me to camp in a vineyard and help me carry heavy things for a weekend and drink free wine?" It was great. Speaking of your dad, um, <laughs> your dad's name is Matt Hancock, so. Riley- oh, Oh, yeah, we need to. We really need to, to address something. I'm just wondering why your name on Twitter for a while was uh, an OnlyFans account for Imogen's dad. <laughs> well, I mean, you kind of answer answers in the question there. <laughs> <laughs> that was very, very fun to like. I'm not. I'm not unaware of the fact that there was like some shit politician with the same name as my dad. But it was very fun to log into Twitter and see the like display name Matt Hancock OnlyFans come up. Right. 
Oh, who's who? I mean, this is kind of a tangent, but did you know who this politician is? Because I don't know who who that is. I think Riley is definitely in a far better position to explain. <laughs> okay, actually, I would like to know what do you think Matt Hancock's all about? Because I mean, I I, I mean, I could talk about uh, Matt Hancock all the time. I want to know what the what you guys see when you look at Matt Hancock. If you see, I, I don't know what he looks like. I, I, I don't, don't know, know if we're like. talking we about my dad or if we're talking about the politician. I don't know what he looks like. I know. Only a few things about him, and that's because uh, people keep tagging my dad in headlines that have his name that are to do with, like, Brexit. I'm going to put his picture and a, a link to his uh, picture in, in the chat. I've got his Wikipedia page up. Yeah. Well, that's going to tell you more information than you need to know to make a funny joke. No, I was looking at his image. That's why. Oh. Yeah, here we go. This is my favorite image of Matt Hancock. Jokes if we do bring a picture of him up and he looks exactly like my dad as well, because that would yeah. be very fun. I mean, is your <laughs> is your dad often leaving for several weeks at a time to go be a health minister? <laughs> <laughs> Does he have a secret um... second family and the second family is the UK? <laughs> I, it's so not an uncommon was, name, right? No, I don't think so. Well, yeah. Sorry, I didn't catch the last bit of what you said. Does he leave? Does he leave periodically for his secret second family of the UK? Um, I can't uh, give any information for or against <laughs> that. I think that would be third family by this point. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right. He uh, seems to, to blend them all together. Actually, we've got a picture of the politician guy up here, and he looks like a like a T one thousand. Yeah, he <laughs> he's like intensely jogging towards the camera. That I is did, okay. That is my so favorite picture of him ever. He's about to melt into a, a puddle of mercury and then try and kill Sarah Connor. I don't know anything about him, but I'm going to take a swing and say that he's got something to do with coronavirus, so he's probably like your equivalent of a health minister. Yeah, so far, so good. Um, well, he's got NHS as a badge on his lapel, so what I'm guessing is that he's got the badge on and talks about, let's clap for the nurses, while at the same time trying to strike a trade deal with the United States post-Brexit that would allow them to completely gut the NHS. Uh, I mean, not exactly his remit, but yes, a broader prof- process that he's involved in. <laughs> yeah, that's about all I got. What What inspired the Twitter name? Well, it, Matt Hancock as a politician is an absolute, an absolute d- delight of a person to think about and look at and watch and listen to, because he is. We we talk about him on on Trash Future a lot. We talk, but we uh, we understand him to be like. Kind of like a Labrador who got turned human. <laughs> he is, because he is sort of always, he just has a big dumb face and he's always got a big dumb smile. And <laughs> like, he's he's just unflappably cheerful and uh, and he just sort of really loves apps. Like the, the most Matt Hancock story is that he released an app for his constituents because he's MP for... Uh, Suffolk North, I think, or some constituency mm-hmm. in Suffolk, and he released mm-hmm. an app for his constituents called Matt Hancock MP, and on Matt Hancock MP, it's like the Jeremy Renner app, right? <laughs> it's a lot like the Jeremy Renner app, but with a more interactive bent. So, like, you could oh. you couldn't just post under pictures of Matt Hancock, although that might have made it better. You could also like um, post to one another. It was like a little Twitter. It was like a little Twitter for Matt he Hancock's made, He made his own Twitter? Yeah, uh, but like didn't really think about it at all and didn't look at it at all and didn't do a very good job. And so like immediately, if you logged into Matt Hancock MP, it would look at all your pictures. <laughs> so it was like, <laughs> it, at the time, he was the minister in charge of implementing GDPR, which is the data protection regu- regis- legislation. Huh. Hmm. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> Well, that's yeah. fun. And then his his entire career has just basically been him just gormlessly fucking up, but in a way you can't be mad at. <laughs> like he was a human by mistake. Oh well, we. I mean, the best way is right. There are no bad dogs, only bad owners. We think that Matt Hancock is a fundamentally good guy who has just fallen in with the Tory party, and that he can be that <laughs> you know. He can be redeemed. He's been led astray. Yeah. Yes. I mean, <laughs> this was the, the secret Jeremy Corbyn plan was to nationalize Matt Hancock for the yeah, enjoyment we, of all Englanders. Uh, that's exactly it. Not the Scottish. <laughs> It's uh, not yeah. the not the impression I would have got from like the articles that my dad has been tagged in on Facebook because they tend to be like 
it's just talking about awful things that are going on in, in oh, the UK sorry, at the moment. To be fair, you- uh, this I'm just I'm I'm not describing to you real Matt Hancock. I'm describing to you Matt Hancock as he exists as a meme. Mm-hmm. Ah, yeah. Yo, I'll real- send you. I'll trade you a picture of of, of the other one who uh-huh. is my father, Matt Hancock. Uh, how do I send this? Do I have to download it? Wait, um, it depends, Ryder. Are you on Discord? Um. I am, but... Uh, no, uh, I'm not asking if you're Discord, but, like, well, uh, I think yeah, if yeah. you have the app, it'll open for you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, I wasn't about that. It was just, like, um, uh, <laughs> more like I was noticing we probably should get to talking about the thing. Oh, yes. Yeah, oh, yeah, actually. <laughs> I was going to send one through, which is, like, a, just just for comparison's sake, which is my dad with his, his cowboy hat and his fat boy slim t-shirt. He looks like just Australian kidding. Matt Hancock. This is what he looks like. This is his summer persona. This is his hot girl summer. His summer sona. His- he looks good. He was lap as his first owner. He looks way cooler than uh, than Matt Hancock. I'd hope so. My, yeah, my, my, we're going to have like a vote on on who's cooler out of Matt Hancock or Matt Hancock. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, my dad's a weird guy. He uh, either looks like a cowboy or a pirate at any given time. This is true. He got one of his front teeth knocked out, and then he just like yeah, just missing, missing an incisor, <laughs> and he looked like a pirate so much, <laughs> like a big beard. He's got like a shitload of tattoos. Mm. Um, he's he's come up a few times on the podcast because he's a very fun person to talk about but i think we are running out of yeah yeah we should get time and we should get into into talking about some dragon ball okay we read chapters 60 61 and 62 yeah, everybody read the same ones. Yep. <laughs> this Actually, could... I skipped ahead to 500. I got impatient. Uh, there doesn't appear to have been a 61. It appears to have been all ads or something. Oh, uh, so uh, I read 60 and then 62, and then 60 seemed to go directly into 62 in a way that I had no trouble following. Ah. That's interesting. That's weird. I think they must have, like, uh, sometimes certain collections uh, will post, like, the... The other matter from the Kanzen bundle, the the Tanko bomb, the the book collections, basically as its own individual posting or whatever yeah. it is. That looks like, that looks like that's what happened. But hey, I'm ready yeah. to talk about the um the purple ninja, the sort of very polite mechanical man, and uh, <laughs> ask the questions of how on earth did the Red Ribbon Army ever accomplish anything? Because they seem to be mainly designed to be uh, utterly incompetent. Yes. Yeah. If there was a mechanical man, you might have read uh, a little further ahead yeah, than us, that's, actually. We only got to the part where it shows who he is in the, the jail. Yeah, we were just doing oh. a lot of ninja stuff. There was, yeah, there was a lot of ninja things going on. Actually, I read two different versions of the chapters just for like comparison. One of them did have like six pages of like preamble ad stuff before it actually got to the chapter, so it may be that you skipped over it. But that's not a big deal, because we can just figure out where, yeah, where, what, ju- where, where the, the gaps gap are. Is. I read three different versions. because um, Just because you have to outdo me. No, well, it was, I wanted to read both of the English versions to see the comparison, and then obviously like I read the Raws, the um, original, what have you called, printings of it. And this chapter opens basically where we expected it to, because last time, General White who is the person who's running this main mission in the snow. He, uh, Goku defeated Sergeant Metallic, or whatever he's called. um, uh, Full full Metal metal Jacket. jacket. (laughs) He was called Full Metal Jacket in my version. Uh, This is funny because the last time we recorded this, which we actually ended up having to re-record, unfortunately, um, you guys were making jokes about his name being Full Metal Jacket. And in the version that I read, he was only called Sergeant Metallic. So I thought you guys were just taking the piss. But then I went back and read over it, and he is actually called Full Metal Jacket in yeah. the other translation. <laughs> I just inexplicably translated it that way. Yeah. I know. I think it's cool. It gives it personality, mm. you know? Because the, you get to imagine the idea that these th- this gang of um, militant boobs is uh, also a fan of, like... You know, late period Marlon Brando. And, uh, <laughs> sorry, late period Marlon Brando. I was confusing Full Little Jack with Apocalypse Now. Uh, what's to say with Stanley Kubrick and, uh, Charlie Sheen mm-hmm. before he became one of the two and a half men? Yeah. Militant Boobs is actually the name of my Pussy Riot cover band. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I don't have a follow up for that. I just enjoy it. <laughs> um, oh, okay. What's happening? Yeah. To set the stage is that we're in Muscle Tower, which, um, you know, if you followed along so far, it's like a, a big Freudian symbol in the middle of a snow snow area where they're like it's the HQ for General White's army as part of the Red Ribbon Army where they go out and search for the Dragon Balls. Goku has made his way up the floors. He's just been a guy called 
full metal jacket slash sergeant metallic he has reached the fourth floor last end of last chapter general white said Murasaki, you better get down there you know because you're the you're the opponent on the fourth floor you're the mm. tower defense kind of floor for the fourth floor yeah and then goku kind of meets him or he runs up the stairs he's like ki like he kind of looks and glints and he's like what's this and he walks in and there's this almost feudal japan kind of world that he stepped into like the holodeck or something like oh, that the indoors is outdoors yeah the outdoors he, is indoors. he's like we've got the outdoors inside a house like it's very he's very confused about this mm, there's um, just a, a large forest in the fourth floor of the tower which is seems to be somehow larger than the third floor <laughs> It doesn't. It's, it's, good, the, yeah. it's the TARDIS tower. I don't know. The old TARDIS tower. Murasaki's disembodied voice mm. kind of comes through. Did from... you just call him Murasaki? Yeah. Murder. Murder-saki. Yeah, mur- Murder-saki. <laughs> the new motorcycle. Um, Murasaki, or like, so what is he called in the Viz Media translation, Riley? Hang on, let me re let me reopen it. I think he's Sergeant Major Purple. That's right, Sergeant yep. Major Purple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember yeah. hearing seeing Sergeant Major Purple, and I was like. They just their names are pretty arbitrary. It's it's movies. It's they're, colors. they're just like throwing ranks at people, kind of willy nilly. Oh, uh, it's the famous the... ninja Sergeant Major Purple. Okay, I don't see him as called Sergeant Major. I see him as called just the Purple Ninja. Hmm. Uh, I think he gets called different things because he's called Ninja Mura- Murasaki, or like um, I can't speak at the moment for some reason. Or Sergeant Major Murasaki at different points within it. Because he's called like Murasaki Shocho later in the chapter by General White. But then earlier on, he just calls himself Ninja. Mm-hmm. Right. In any case, whatever his his title or ranking is, and it is very weird. He, his disembodied voice sort of comes out from the trees, right? And then Goku is like, where's this coming from? I don't know. And then he kind of starts goading and gloating. And does anybody want to talk about their impressions from like what he was talking about? Because there's a specific kind of tone that he kind of... That comes across in the Japanese version, but the cultural translation, I think, is kind of interesting to me. I don't think there was like much of a translation of tone because I read the two different ones and they were yeah. like super different from each other. Yeah. So I I don't know how well either of them translated his his whole deal, but I don't think very well from what you've told me. I mean, as far as I can tell, it sounds it's supposed to sound like there's like ominous music in the background. <laughs> <laughs> Um, just sort of yeah boss battle music yeah like yeah exactly this it sounds like there's supposed to be boss battle music going on well he just like walks out into a forest and then he's like wah ah, 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 ah. Yeah, that's right. like some dude like ominously laughing and he's got throws... a waluigi laugh going on yeah. He's like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> yeah there's it but it's suspiciously empty and then there's like it's like some what are those like kunai no. oh no kunai come yeah, out yeah, yeah, yeah some kunai come out of the trees and goku narrowly dodges them uh, and they just like into the ground at his feet so there is a, a sneaky man and he says something like ah you think you can defeat me no one has even seen me yeah before yeah. this he got his, so this is where i want to talk a little bit about the literary corner um he uses like he says you did well to get this far but you know nobody gets past the fourth floor and then kind of the tone of what happens is he keeps on saying like the the adverbial conjugation of e which means good he says yoku yoku nantaka like yokusuru he like you did this well ah, you've come this far, you did it well. And then he's like, ah, you dodged that, you dodged it well. And he's like, but nobody does this. Ah, you've seen me, you've seen me well. Like he keeps <laughs> on repeating and every time it like builds up the humor of it. So like <laughs> this chapter, I think was for me at least, like it was genuinely funny, like I was laughing at the Japanese version. The English version just feels kind of like campy, silly, funny. Like it's you're laughing at it, not so much with it. Yeah. I, yeah. I thought that it was kind of self-aware a bit. Like I was, I was laughing with it, I think in a lot of points. I did genuinely find this chapter pretty funny yeah um yeah. i don't I think that that specifically doesn't come across but like it comes across in the events yeah it, it comes across in like how um in 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 the difference between the the ninja the purple ninja's rhetoric and his again status as a, a militant boob um but no there, there <laughs> there's a malice yeah yeah you can say it yeah but there isn't like um there is that whole vibe of um that word game doesn't come across mm-hmm. yeah he uses like repetitive parallel constructions and stuff to like build up just that the absurdity of what gets like wider and wider the more it goes on and the thing is like the way he talks to him is, is like like one he's cosplaying as like a shakespearean character he's like doing samurai language but like not actually properly he's just kind of like doing ye old faking it <laughs> so he's like yeah he comes across as like someone who's at a convention and is pretending to be like an old-timey person and the other thing is he's trying to be like a 
a teacher to Goku, like a sensei or something like that. And he's like, ah, you've done well for this, but you know, like I have much, you have much to learn from me kind of thing. And then every time he does that, he just gets pie in his face. Yeah. Hmm. So this is just a, a, a weird indoors forest containing like some Ren Fairda kid. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good, yeah. Cultural, I think sort of translation for that one, at least. Basically a series of things happen, right? Like he's, as you say, Imogen, he goes, what do you call it? Like, nobody has even seen me, let alone hit me. And then Goku <laughs> like sees where the Shuriken is coming from. And then he's just like, ah, there. And then like, yeah, does he throw one rock. back in a rock? Yeah. yeah, he picks up a rock off the ground. Cause, like, just yeah, yeets it out. There's like a, just a various weapons which kind of like fly towards him. So there's kunai and then there's like shuriken like which go into a rock and he picks up a, another rock and just like hiffs it into the undergrowth and then happens to hit this guy right in the face who falls out of a tree <laughs> and is very <laughs> embarrassed about it. He's like, look, you got lucky. Because <laughs> like, I wasn't lucky. I knew where you were. Mm. And this whole thing has a sense. Of, I don't know. Like the sense that I would give of Murasaki is that he's kind of like, like I say, he's like a cosplay. He's like someone who you would meet and just some cheap kind of dressing garnish ninja costume is like got all the weapons and he spent, he's got so much money to spend on his hobby. He's mm-hmm. got like kunai, he's got shuriken, he's got like a little sword. He's got, he's a, got a boomerang with knife edges. Yeah. And none of it is useful because he doesn't know how to do any of this. Yeah. Well, he doesn't not know how to do it. It's just within the context of the Dragon Ball universe, like being really good at being a ninja kind of doesn't count for shit because (laughs) everyone is incredibly powerful (laughs) for no apparent reason. You can just like become the strongest fighter in the world by wearing a turtle shell and running around. There's some good gags. Oh, sorry. What were you going to say, Ryan? I was going to say he's uh, he he's basically like those um, kind of like the American guys who'll spend sort of nine thousand pounds in a tactical loadout, but then oh, they need yeah. to buy you know, three <laughs> ballistic vests to fashion into one quadruple XL ballistic vest. Um, <laughs> essentially, just stacking their vests. Yeah, just, just uh, putting on so many ballistic vests that you just become an orb and you roll around being invincible. Yeah, Damn, just like, I have a tactical condom on. <laughs> yeah, guys, guys who learn how to field strip. destroy your pussy. <laughs> oh, no. oh, no. Yeah, guys how to, who learn how to field strip an AR-15 despite never having been in anything that could be described as a field. Mm. Yeah, well, you know, guys just, just love... Apartment strip an AR-15. Fellas, is a yeah. gay to field strip is really my question for that. Uh, yes. <laughs> Yes, it is. <laughs> uh, we unfortunately the problem with the last episode is that we lost all the bathhouse talk. Which... Oh, that was so good! I was so gutted. Oh, oh well. Um, we did yeah. like to hear about sailors. Yeah, we we love them. We we stand sailors. Um, Murasaki then tries to actually speaking of American tactical guys, he's like. Look, this time you're not going to see me. I just want you to, you know, like, what does he do? He throws a smoke bomb and he's like, you're not going to get me this time. And then yeah. the smoke clears and Goku is like, there you are. And then we it kind of like the panel kind of like pans across and he's just got holding up an American flag. <laughs> yeah, like hiding behind it next to a tree. Hiding behind the red, white and blue. Yeah. And he flips it, he goes, damn it, it was the wrong side and flips it around and it's got like a camo tree print on the back and he holds it up and kind of blends into the tree where Goku's like, I can still see you, like you're holding up a bar. Which I want to know where, what store sells like reversible camo tree print American flag banners. The only patriotic army surplus store <laughs> in Dragon Ball. Also, does the United States exist in Dragon Apparently Ball? Apparently so. I guess so. What other it, countries it, are, are extant in the Dragon Ball universe? Is the dog the president of the United States as well? Uh, sorry, what were you going to say, Riley? Well, I, I was going to say again. It's uh, is is the U is the U.S. a sort of an ongoing concern, or is is the U.S. in fact more of a flag a flag company at this point? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, that's kind of I like that idea. What if it's set in the future? And, what if Dragon Ball uh, was in the future? What if Dragon Ball was in the future? <laughs> Black Mirror. Yeah, um, and <laughs> Goku has. Why am I talking about Goku? No, the climate change has happened and then the world has had like gone through dinosaurs again and then just somebody found like tattered remains of American Americana and memorabilia and they've decided to make that their brand kind of thing. Or it's like an historical curiosity. One time I read a novel series about a guy who became a vampire and then it ended up being like 800 years in the future and someone had genetically engineered dragons and they like destroyed the world and then he got sent back in time and prevented himself from becoming a vampire therefore preventing the destruction of the world 
It was like 12 bucks. I can't tell if that's good or bad. I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know because it, it happens so slowly. And then you look back on it and you're like, wait, what? This The first book is this just like a guy who joins the circus and becomes a vampire. Like, wh- how do you get to this? P.T. Barnum's like, you know what's missing for our lineup? A mythological creature, the vampire. We need you to suck well, some audience most, blood. Most of the people in the circus were some kind of thing. It was called Cirque de Freak, the first one. Uh, and then they. And that's then it, the name of like a. It just went off the rails. And of, they made a movie. That's of the it. name of like a, a horror haunted house, Curiosity in Palmerston North. Like. Yeah, like some kind of roadside attraction. They made a movie of it and they added a character which was like a girl with a monkey tail. And I don't know why they did that. Because um, it's Dragon Ball. Yeah. It's it does, Bimbo Fight Goku. It's, it's sexy Goku. Sorry, we're on a big tangent. Um, yeah, how did. <laughs> okay. Uh, what happens next is um, classic Darren Shan. Oh, my memory's so bad. He does his. He's like, hey, they, ah, hey, now yeah, I want says, you to oh, go against the tree. Don't look! Don't look! You're gonna count to thirty, and yeah. when you turn around, I will be gone. The ultimate ninja technique. Now we have established <laughs> this before. This is a Chekhov's gun. I like this. I like the setup for this, and I like how it plays out. Goku gets to eighteen and says, "What number comes after 18 and turns around, and Murasaki is halfway under like a fake rock, like Patrick Star. It's just <laughs> yeah. I like that we've established that Goku can't count, and it comes to to fruition in this fun joke. In more ways than you would expect mm. in a comic, you wouldn't think that would come back. No, but I this like is it. we've established before why this is funnier in Japanese because it's not like like in English. You can understand, like, 8, 18, like, 11, 12, then suddenly 13. Why does it change there? It's really weird. Our numbers don't make a whole lot of sense. But in Japanese, it's literally 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, and then 10, 1, 10, 2, 10, 3, and then, like, 20 is 2, 10, and then 21 is 2, 10, 1. Like, it just, uh, there's no way once you've learned the first 10 numbers that you can't count forever, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you may, maybe you can count forever, but let's see you do it for me, I may, huh? So, you know. <laughs> he's put all his specs and everything else except for, for yeah, counting. He's not specced for counting, right? You know, that's that. Look, but that's what. <laughs> yeah, and you know, Kamehameha may not be a STEM subject like you precious online module <laughs> lords love so much, but you know, just this because is you, we need to fund the arts. Yeah, just because it's it's a kind of it's like English literature. It's like once you get enough good, good essay grades, you can do a Kamehameha, and you know, it's <laughs> not everyone. Not intelligence doesn't always come through the same way. You know, mm. there's emotional intelligence. Yeah, there's ar- arithmetic intelligence and numerical intelligence and stuff. But additionally, there is Kamehameha. And I think we need to put <laughs> our mind of what these things mean. Uh, yeah, I would, let me be clear. Goku has a PhD in hand beams and nothing else. <laughs> like, he can't... Because when you talk about those, he doesn't have emotional intelligence. Oh, he doesn't Dr. have Goku, ar- arithmetic. He doesn't even have literary concepts. Like, he can't read almost anything. Mm. And, um, yeah, no, but but he can make things shoot out of his hands. And that's all you need in a world where apparently violence solves everything. There's yet to, to be proof to counter that. To counter which part? To, there's yet to be proof otherwise. I try to make the words happen and they're not going in my brain. After the Muscle Tower arc, we are going to see a bit of a nuancing of that, I think. Ooh. Ooh. Nuance in my Dragon Ball. <laughs> <laughs> Time keeps slipping. Um, so he, he comes out front of the rocket. He's like, it's 19. And then after that comes 20. And then 21, 22, 23, 22, 40. He goes, okay, look, this is how you count to 30. Tells Goku. And then Goku starts counting. Mm-hmm. And They're literally just playing hide and seek. Yeah, they're playing Kakudenbo. And Goku comes out from you know, from counting and he's like, you know, Murasaki thinks to himself, we get a, a nice cross section of a pond, which in true Ben Garrison style is actually labeled pond. Like <laughs> the manga tells you what this is. It's a nice like cross section. Murasaki is thinking to himself, like he's never going to find me here. This is the perfect ninja technique. He's breathing through a little tube. Water escape. I feel like you should mention that. Yeah, he's got a bamboo shoot. He's got the old... I've seen this in a a movie before. I'm trying to think of like a prestigious movie that this is in. I've Um, seen it in a real shit movie. It's without a paddle, right? Yeah. Yeah, I was thinking of that too. (laughs) Have you seen that one, Riley? 
have I seen Matt Lillard, <laughs> Dak Shepard, and, and, and Seth Green go up the river without a paddle in the 2000, I believe, two delightful uh, comedy romp without a paddle? Yes, of course I've seen without a paddle. Good to know. We're just the, checking. That movie was like, I thought it was funny when I was a kid, and I just do not want to revisit it because I know it's going to be so atrocious. Yeah, why? Because point, you're it so, might be very funny. Because you're so worried that you're going to be swept away by that by the sheer sexual charisma of Matt Lillard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Seth Green's more of my guy. So I'm in Buffy, and uh, since then I've just you know him turning into a werewolf. It's uh, yeah, let's not go down this road. Werewolf transformation of all time. <laughs> uh, oh, um, anyway, yeah, Ninja Tube. Goku sees him breathing through a Enough tube. Of John Apatow you can comedies. hear the, the noise coming through, so he sprints into a little house which is nearby, inside of a tower. Don't know why you need a house and a tower, but there is one. Goes and grabs a kettle full of boiling water and pours it down the tube, which okay. is a very fine and normal thing to do. There are definitely no alternatives to this. I don't. Yeah. I guess Goku. Hey, look. He, you think he's really dumb. And he doesn't know anything. And then he goes and does something so specifically sadistic. Yeah, that it's like, no, this is pure malice. He has to think through every bit of harm that he inflicts on people. Yeah, he's not, like, casually out here, like, carelessly causing harm. He's not a casual. He's not bronze level. Yeah. Shut up. <laughs> he's not out here, like, making making accidental boo-boos on people. He, he's thinking it through, actively, maliciously causing harm to everyone that he encounters. But usually just, I guess, obscuring it within a, a, a beam of idiocy. He smiles the really widest beam, that, you know. that you've seen. Did you have any thoughts on this? Wait, sorry, the, uh, is it Goku's Go- Goku's cool sandals? Or have I missed something? No, no, no mm. he goes into the... Uh, uh, the... Oh, yeah, we did, we did miss the sandals, though. Yeah, yeah that's oh. what I thought we'd, mi- I thought we'd miss the, uh, no, we actually, missed no, the... We missed the sandals, so I was scrolling after. back. Sandals come after. Oh, yeah, oh, no, right. Because... Yeah, because the first is the hiding, and then there's the running, and then oh, there's the I'm, fighting. I swear, because I've been going along with the um, with with the book. I think I might have just either double clicked or missed uh, missed a page. Yeah, I think you might have skipped a page there. Yes, yeah. Sorry. In any case, yeah, he he pours hot water down, and Murasaki, you know, leaps up, and he's like. Luckily, it just gets like a scalded tongue and not boiled lungs. Yeah, he's like, you could kill somebody with this. Yeah, yeah. Goku's just beaming and smiling, and he's like, "Yay!" Yeah, this is a fun <laughs> thing but you do. know, no one, no one can die in, in in this version of the Dragon Ball universe. It seems he did People... just blow a guy's head off, and there were no consequences to that. So I think at this point, he's just he's yeah. just getting real crazy with his murderous fantasies. Yeah, well, he's um he's he's willing to do he's it's 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 I mean he's got he's got cartoon. I mean, it all seems um, pedantic to say. He's got cartoon logic mm. of, um, you know, I will never hurt this big, gentle idiot, but I will absolutely pour tea down uh, this ninja's mouth. <laughs> the old tea funnel. Uh, um, yeah, the old yeah. tea funnel. Is it afterwards that he's like, well, in a race, and then they, they decide that... I think he just is, is like, kind of infuriated and afraid at this point because he just had boiling water poured down into his mouth he's met Dennis the Menace he's, he's met like, like Macaulay Culkin yeah. from Home Alone he's like you know what enough hiding time for fighting now you will see real ninja speed and he just like sprints away which I don't know what he thinks fighting is but it's usually he's running away he's just playing this, is, yeah, this whole child. chapter kind of plays out like two kids on a playground like becoming rivals and mm. and you know, creating these like high stakes situations where they have to compete, but then it's really just like nothing. It's just some, some children. It surely does not seem like something anyone who has the rank of sergeant major or indeed any kind of military rank <laughs> would do when confronted with a child, except that I guess the U.S. Army esports team means that there is a bunch of people in the army <laughs> whose job now is to compete with children. And uh, little little contests. Yeah. I hate that there are now mili- going to be military e girls with TikToks. <laughs> yeah, that's oh, right. God. Selling their bathwater. No. <laughs> I can't wait to meet Sergeant Major Beldolphin <laughs> of the Red Ribbon Army. Ugh. 
That seems like not outside the realm of Dragon Ball, actually. <laughs> um, um, we're going to sell the pond water. Ugh. Um, anyway. Yeah, go, uh, they start they running. running. Goku race, is like yeah. catching up. Murasaki is terrified of this demon child with a beaming smile as he just sprints behind him on his tiny little stick legs. And then he goes, okay, I'm going to... He throws behind him spiked balls mm. so that Goku will step on them. He does. He just hits him with the old caltrops. Yeah, the caltrops, they go through his slippers. Goku is like, ah. And then Murasaki is like, yes, I've stopped you kind of thing. And then Goku just gets clomping out of nowhere. Yeah, he just suddenly has like some some big, some some tall shoes. He's got platforms. <laughs> <laughs> like there's, there's no way... Like where did he pull those from? Just suddenly on his feet. Um, his fabulous, fabulous shoes, Thanks as you were fair. saying, Riley. So I assume this mm-hmm. is where you. you yeah, yeah, to. yes, exactly. I was, I was, I was thinking about those fabu- those fabulous, cool sandals uh, mm-hmm. that he uh, uses to win a race. But it's interesting that uh, it, it, they were like, "Well, ta- uh, all of the juvenile contests are 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 up." <laughs> uh, I assume if I won any of them, uh, you would probably just try to continue on to again rescue the mayor um <laughs> and of a I, village who yeah. he has no clue like yeah no connection to yeah so um it look it's it's a fun chapter but it really does feel like they were filling space you know yeah yeah <laughs> and there's two of them goku was like i i not goku sorry toriyama was like i have to make every no, fight three chapters how do i do that quintuplets yeah and apparently i have to rethink the speed of the Dutch, because you can apparently run fast in clogs. I don't um, think that's what clogs are, but, but you know what? That's not what that is absolutely not what clogs are. <laughs> clogs are a different I will not thing. be corrected Do on my own know podcast. Your shows? Um, <laughs> no, it's true. But he, he should, he could have used like water, water ones to walk on it, but instead uh, he uses leaves. Um, what? Uh, later on, Murasaki does like water striding, whatever it is. I thought he has water shoes. Yeah, yeah, he does, but they're not like you know floaty big clogs. Ah, floaty big clogs. Um, they he he goes <laughs> back to the again. house, I think, at this point, mm-hmm. and or is it no? He crosses across one of the two. Oh first. man, like Goku catches up to him. Yeah. He kind of throws some shuriken behind him. Um, grabs him. Sergeant Major purple whatever runs into the house to like get away from him and then goku starts like just hurling these ninja stars back and he's like picking up mats off the ground like catching the 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 shuriken and the mats and then goku's like wow that's really impressive and then throws another one and like hits him for and like fill in the forehead because he's run out of mats he's like damn it i should have bought six of them instead of four and a half i knew it um you just run out of floor mats before i there's a there's a whole section of that chapter. <laughs> Before I get to that joke, I want to know that like the inside of his, his house is a traditional seeming house. He's got like, you know, all the pots hanging in the middle of like a fire pit and all this sort of wow, stuff. Japan's but then he has lit. a pinup girl poster <laughs> behind him and his, his traditional feudal home. Well, he's also, a, he's also a, a ninja who's hiding behind an American flag. Yes. <laughs> yeah. He's a very confusing guy. Yeah, he's he's really committed to the bit, I think. Mm-hmm. At some point, it just got too far. And apparently, it's, as we'll find out, it's a family affair. Well, not that kind of affair. But the joke that Toriyama's making here is kind of a real estate joke and also an historical joke because, like, tatami mats come or, like, rooms come and or used to be measured rather than, like, in, in meters squared or feet squared or something like that and how many tatami mats were in a traditional room. And so four and a half is like a classic arrangement. You have like four of them and then like a the half one makes up the remainder of the, the square shape. And then six one is if you're rich and you can afford more. And then an eight tatami mat is just like, you know, it's wild. It's off the mat. Originally only the nobility could have these mats. Okay. And everyone else just had like either bare floor with straw on it or um or wood. Dead. So it's like a it's like a Isn't- rich people's thing that kind of became a middle class thing. When everyone in, during the Meiji Restoration could now have them, and it's like, wow, we're going to follow the magazines, and we're going to have what the aristocrats have. I thought it was just a fun joke about interior decorating. But... It is that too, but he's like Murasaki, like obviously cannot afford to buy a six tatami mat room. <laughs> he can only afford the four and a half. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but he can footage. afford an entire indoors forest. So yes. maybe he was just like putting his money in the, the wrong places. Oh yeah. Into the rock and the American flag. Isn't that what everyone says about millennials is that they're too busy buying and growing <laughs> perfect indoor forests that would have been consistent with Southern <laughs> Japan during the sort of pre-Meiji era. And they're not investing in houses. Yeah. You know, millennials that actually are destroy- scans for my flat. <laughs> 
<laughs> millennials are destroying the tatami mat industry. Here's what right. we can do about it. Mm. They are they're buying piranhas uh, in the middle of the rivers, yeah. which is what happens next. He sort of he runs outside and then kind of walks runs across the water and you know wearing his water striding little leaf shoes and then he's like ah you can't follow me now and then goku just leaps in one bound across it Mm -hmm. there's a series of childish games that just keep on happening and i think the final thing that happens in this chapter is goku sexually assaults him right yeah right no that was before the jump over the river isn't it is it? I'm pretty sure. Okay, I think we have to talk about this. Because they jump over the river this. This and then concerning. there's the, the prestige, the ninja prestige. <laughs> ninja prestige! <laughs> I forgot that this was here. I completely forgot that this was drawn in a children's comic, that it just happens and it's a ha-ha funny joke. Why is he leaping? Why does he leap into the air? He's mad about being stabbed in the head and he pulls his sword <laughs> out and he's like, right, I'm just going to fucking kill you now. And then does a big jump. And oh, then yeah, because he, he throws the sickle, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that happens first. I can't care. There's so many things that happen, and they're okay. all just ninja things. And there's like two order. chapters of ninja things. He throws a boomerang shape like the. Yeah, moon. he says we're gonna fight barehanded. Right? Yeah. Yeah. He keeps on making up a bunch of random rules, and then uh, uh, Goku is just like, "Well, time to play by the rules again." But I wonder <laughs> if I'll easily win. I think this is a funny game. Of course, he doesn't yeah. understand anything about this. Well, there's there's like no incentive for Goku to cheat because he's going to win anyway. So yeah. like he may as well test his abilities. Um, yeah, Riley, you can probably sum up that bit because you were paying attention. <laughs> Um, he pulls a sneaky on him. I, there are so many sneakies that get pulled. I want to make sure I'm pulling the right <laughs> sneaky. Um, yeah, you got to get your sneaky straight. Yeah, I, I've got to get my sneaky straight. Is this is is this the the one where I, we are dealing with perhaps more than one ninja? No, this no. is this is before uh, that. So he's like, we're gonna do no weapons, and then Goku's like, okay. I've done I've done the thing wrong again. I'm afraid. Okay, you know what? That's that's fine. It happens to the best of us. Yeah. No. So. Oh yeah, yeah. Murasaki uh, says like we're gonna do a we're gonna do a hand to hand battle, and Goku's like sweet and puts his his weapons away, and then uh, Sergeant Manager Dickhead throws a boomerang, which Goku dodges, doesn't realize it's gonna come back. It hits him in the back of the head, and he falls down. It looks like a sharp boomerang as well. It's kind of like a crescent moon situation. Um, and Mr. Ninja's like, sweet, I did it. Um, I think because this is the second chapter that we read, this starts off with, uh, with what's his name? Gen- is it General White? We got the order wrong. He falls. There's the stick thing happens before that. That happens before that. Yeah. Ah, I thought um, it was after. Yeah, it opens directly into chapter 61. Uh-huh. Um, That's, yeah, because there's... General White says, what are you doing? Yeah. Kill the- you have to get rid of this kid. Why are you messing around? 60 ended with like him kind of watching the video footage of these two playing silly buggers in an indoors forest. And he's like, mm. yeah, okay, you're good, but like you have no brain. Kill the kid, please, right now. Just stop, stop playing. He's like, games. you're drawing a seventy thousand dollar salary right now. <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah, what are you doing with your time? Why, why are you doing this? Um, um, yeah, and then it's chapter sixty one, and it opens again on General White looking at the tel- television screen and uh, see. Comments, that's so. why. Sorry, that's why I went into chapter sixty two because I was like, oh well, we're done the tatami conversation. <laughs> yeah, 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 we yeah. just like jumped, jumped, yeah. jumped away right ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So this is slightly out of order, but yeah, he does he does that. Um, and then Murasaki's like, Dewa, like, let's go. Like, I'm trying to translate in my head. Um, he says, oh, yeah, here's where it ends, kid or brat or whatever it is. Like, let's go. Let's go for real. Yeah, I think he and says, he oh, pulls, I'm going to kill you now. And, and then, then he goes, like, die, no. <laughs> but that's, that's such a, that's such a, like, an anime manga thing, right? Which is, like, a bunch, a bunch of fight that doesn't really go anywhere. And then um, being told by the boss that you're fighting or whatever – now it's time but for now real. Now I'm serious. Oh, wow. This time. Yeah, he goes. Yeah. You're right. He says, like, shinugai, which is like literally translated, "death is good." But what he <laughs> means to say is like, "It'd be good to kill you." Like, <laughs> enjoy dying. Ha 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 ha. And then Goku is just, "Like me, gonna die, whatever." Um, 
So he pulls out a sword, he jumps, tries to do like a leaping awesome ass, like sick 720 spin in the air, like trying to leap down Palpatine in, in the Revenge of the Sith, like kill this kid. And then Goku just plants Nyoibo, his stick in the ground, his extender pole on the ground, directly where Murasaki is going to land. And it is too late for him to move. <laughs> he screams like die as he's careening towards this elongated wooden object and then Goku smiles gleefully as he jumps away from the pole and Murasaki does somebody else want to take this? He gets a literal stick up his ass <laughs> that's uh, that's kind of all there is to say about that really aside from the fact that Goku is just beaming and he says look you grew a tail just like me oh my god and it's like he's on all fours his eyes popping out of his head screaming and then Goku is like yeah he's like ha 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 just like me we're the same you grew a tail <laughs> this kid is the like he's the Marquis de Sade of yeah. martial arts <laughs> I, and, I, and yeah, I think that pretty much captures it perfectly. Yeah, he is indeed the Marquis de Sade of martial arts. And then uh, after after putting his um, his extendo stick up this uh, grown adult's ass, then proceeds to like sort of allegorically, like metaphorically castrate him by breaking his famous sword Sasanishiki. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Goku is. He pulls the stick oh, out and then they're like, the sound? start attack. What's his pawn in Japanese? <laughs> um, he starts, yeah, they, they're, they're fighting as you say. And then they're just like going stick to sword, bang, bang, bang. <laughs> Look, don't laugh at that. It's sending the wrong message to the children. <laughs> Think of the children. Uh, and then, yeah, he, he, Nyoibo strikes a block from Murasaki. And then he's like, he smashes his Yeah, sword. he's like, my, Mito is like like famous or my named sword. Like it's you know like it's a sword with a name, right? You know it's mm-hmm. and it's called Sasanishiki. Um, do you know if they say anything in the Viz media translation about what that means? Um, bamboo brocade. Yeah, I mean, it's. I don't really know the what that characters is. literally mean that. So like a bamboo brocade, which kind of and those are, those are the characters that are used. But Sasanishiki is a famous type of rice from Sendai, and like sushi restaurants will advertise like we got the Sasanishiki, we're using the good stuff, you know, like it's like wagyu beef or like you know Kobe beef, basically. But the rice of that, it's like my top tier rice. Ah, you know? my rice sword. So it's, that's what a sword is called. <laughs> I get it. Just it just seems like it's sort of everything he likes is a, a, a themed. It's all just themed to samurai stuff. It's just it's, he's just a, he's just a nostalgic. Yep, that does seem to be the case. In a way that's very cheap and very um, theme parky, I mm. think. Yeah, like my my sword, old time. <laughs> <laughs> my <laughs> medieval fun time, my two hander. Yeah. <laughs> medieval fun time. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, my, yes, my the old two handed medieval fun time. <laughs> my mace just as pleasure. Um, he. Yeah, so he breaks it, then Goku is like, ah, if your sword's so great, then, like, you know, what does that make my stick, my nyoibo? And then he's like, ha, do you have any fighting spirit left? And then, of course, this is where Murasaki is like, hmm, well, let's just fight hand-to-hand combat like gentlemen. Our pugilists, put your fists up. (laughs) And then behind his back, he's got the crescent, and then uh, Goku is like, yeah, sure, let's fight barehanded. And Murasaki throws it. And Goku dodges it, and he's like, whoa, that's not fair, you're cheating. And then Murasaki kind of, like, does this sort of villain monologue, knowing that it's a boomerang and it's going to come back, and then Goku gets hit in the back of the head. Murasaki thinks that this is the end of him. He's like, I mean, again, no concern about potentially murdering a child. I think that's, like, established, though. No one in yeah. the muscle town yeah. cares, cares for the life there. I, there's still somehow I think less like horrible and, st- and sadistic than Goku is. Um, but... <laughs> He just does flip some peace signs towards the security cameras, <laughs> which is fun. And Goku like gets yeah. up and he's like, "Ow!" Which you know, given that he should be dead, is is fine. I do like that Goku is stupid enough to not know what a boomerang is. In general, I think that that works in character. I don't like that it's apparently the only way to bring him down, even temporarily. He should not be allowed to learn anything more. He's terrifying. Yeah. Um, this is when we get the Tadami sequence. And then it's chapter uh, 62, the next one. Yeah. And this is when 
Murasaki throws another smoke bomb and then he does the water striding, basically sort of runs across the surface of the lake. And this is like, this isn't color chapter, or at least it's a, the first page is color and then the rest of it's a limited color. Mm-hmm. It's kind of nice. I read it in color and black and white because I'm just fancy like that. Mm-hmm. Um, you have lots of time. Did. So much time on my hands. Yeah. And he goes, ah, in this artificial river, if you didn't know, there are piranhas. Try yeah. avoiding those. And then Goku just jumps across. Well, he just sort of like watches him scooting across this river and his, his water walking shoes. And he's like, why? But like, what are you, what are you doing, man? This is, this is easy. What, is this challenging? You're supposed to, I'm supposed to cross this. And the guy's like, yeah, but like, try and swim at this piranhas. And Goku's is like, I and just boing jumps over the other side, which leads up to, which leads up to the trickery to that you were talking prestige. about before. <laughs> <laughs> Ninja prestige. So now we've got to your section, Riley. Do you want to yes. you want to tell us how you feel about so, uh, Property Brothers? I, I look. I feel great about it. I I think um, I think it's cool that it turns out that this guy has friends he can share his old timey hobby with. <laughs> I think that it's cool that they're um, that they that they have something they can do together. That they're bonding as a family. It's a shame that it's murdering a child. But, you, know. you know, sometimes you just got to murder a child with your siblings to really get that bond going. That's exactly it. You know, this is they maybe they drifted apart after after college. Yeah, you know, it was just like they they followed different paths, different degrees. They kind of had their own like weapon thing going, and then one of them was like, "Hey guys, you know, we all we all do fighting of some kind. Why don't we all dress mm. in the exact same outfits, make everyone forget there was ever more than one of us, and then uh, pose as a ninja and murder children for a living? I mm. know a guy. Yeah, we can move to Siberia." I think it'll be great. And they were all just very on board with that. Yeah, what was um, the application yeah. process for the Red Ribbon Army like? I very much want to know, but I don't <laughs> think it will be covered. That's my it, dragon what, is this, what do they have on their LinkedIn? Yeah, <laughs> Do they share one? <laughs> the question is just, uh, is just essentially, uh, hey, do you have one weird thing about you? <laughs> <laughs> hey, kid, you got a gimmick. You like murder. Would you like the circus, but to actually hurt people intentionally? <laughs> you like the yeah. circus of sadism? <laughs> yeah, Cirque de Freak. Yeah, it's just Cirque de Freak. Yeah. Um, what happens kind of in diegesis in the comic is Murasaki is like, get ready for my special technique. Whatever the heck it's called, like um, the ninja split, the yeah, ninja split, Bunshi no jutsu, like separating the body technique. Mm. And this is usually some kind of this is the sort of thing that it's kind of funny. It feels like it's making fun of Naruto before it comes out, but he's like, you know, shadow clone jutsu, and then he kind of splits off into several of himself, and then surrounds Goku, and we think this is like maybe an after image kind of thing that yeah. we've seen. Or Goku's like, like wow, I can't tell which is the real one. And he's like yeah. dodging weapons from all of these ninjas. And one of the ninjas <laughs> just brings out a fucking gun, <laughs> which I thought was very funny. He's like, oh shit, like dodges some kunai. And then like a sword comes down. He's like, oh, so yeah. you're the real one. One of them's just like shooting him. It's just the Raiders of the Lost Ark <laughs> solution. This guy's got like, I've got diarrhea. I need to go right now. And just pull out a gun and shoot he this fucking kid. He was the fifth quintuplet who really wasn't on board with the ninja thing. He, he wanted ninja to be a cowboy. cowboy school. It yeah. didn't work out for him so well. There are already too many cowboys in the dragon ball universe <laughs> got it rejected from cowboy school and his siblings were like don't worry frederick we've got your bag yeah come come hang out with us you can just you can still use your gun it's okay you don't have to learn a new discipline you can just dress as a ninja and shoot children it's fine what is it it's a uh, second amendment jutsu yeah <laughs> two jutsu antonin scalia no jutsu <laughs> 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 yes <laughs> so um he's the originalist of the gang he, he yeah he pulls out a gun they, the rest of them are like we're all real and then they do like a weird pose like a super sentai power rangers pose yeah, they're like, ah, we're identical quintuplets we've been living as one person for the last 10 years nobody knows about this it was all to get revenge on one magician all but it turns out he knows how to clone himself so fuck <laughs> <laughs> We all, we all cut off our fingers in the same place. Sorry, sorry, what, man? David Ballow was there. All for this one <laughs> trick. We, admit, we have never gone outside at the same time. 
We have all <laughs> been, been the same we've room. all been in the same very small room. <laughs> we have all so we can do one trick one time. We share you know, the they, same they girlfriend. They just like go out in disguise, but like alternating disguises, and then they get to have like one day awake of being like the real ninja, and they gotta just like avoid running into Michael Caine in pro- close proximity. That's right. Uh, <laughs> it's imagine like doing all of that work just to meet Hugh Jackman. I mean, it's just a wild ploy. <laughs> Do all that work to go to Ninja University. <laughs> um, which is kind of what General White is like. I think he's got the, yeah. the side General jobs. White is the Hugh Jackman of the Dragon Ball universe. I don't agree with that. I think it's the Fred from Scooby Doo. Cool. Okay. okay I'm sorry. That's, <laughs> that's off topic. Okay. We were making jokes off. about the prestige, Simon. <laughs> My heartfelt belief. I'm coming out here with sincerity. I'm serving it up. I'm, okay. okay. Yeah, we need to move on. Um, <clears throat> I think that's pretty close to the end of the, yeah. the situation. There's a nice composition of the five of them. And like, uh, if you've seen Evangelion, like the, the production Avas, when they're like in the movie or whatever is they all line up and there's just this terrifying moment of them um all there with their you know red lips and very white Little like weird, creepy heads. melty shark faces yeah and yeah. the five murasaki line up like that basically and a kind of line that goes off into the distance um and there's some nice composition they all try to attack goku and then he does the real after image technique yeah he knocks out two of them who charge him at once there was I th- this bit. There was two different translations, which mm-hmm. were both kind of funny in their own way. I don't know which one is more accurate to the Japanese, but one of the ninjas is like, "Oh, I knew it. He has. He can do the real after image technique." And like one of the guys on, who's been knocked down on the ground is like, "Well, if you knew it, why didn't you say it?" <laughs> mm. um, and then in the other translation. Uh, I think the first guy says kind of the same thing. The second guy is like, can you say that sooner? <laughs> Which I think is, is quite fun. Uh, yeah, that's the, the he says, haiku um, which is like, just say it beforehand. Like, say it earlier mm. than that, please. Yeah, I like the idea of like, say it sooner, like a, a, a little kind of time twist there. I think that's fun. Mm. I don't know what kind of a translation that is. It's probably someone trying to translate it directly and not really getting the exact thing across. But like, it seems like a fun turn of phrase. Yeah, yeah, it is. That is the a bit of direct translation. Um. Anyway, Goku does the the little kind of get in serious smile, holding his his bow staff and the you know the hero shot or whatever it is. <laughs> And then Murasaki realizes that he's been outclassed. And this is kind of the end of the chapter. He like runs, sprinting, you know, lines under him up the, the stairwell to get mm. to um, an area. And then he grabs these bars with like darkness. We don't see anything. And then he's just like, artificial human number eight. I need you to hurt a kid. I need you to hurt a child. And then Goku's Come like, Come out what? here and kill this kid. Yeah. And our final panel of it is just seeing this kind of Frankenstein's monster sort of thing behind bars. Mm, and this is my picture. <laughs> Do we have any like overall thoughts on, on what we've read? Well, uh, given that I've now read nine chapters of Dragon Ball for this particular <laughs> podcast, uh, I, you know, I, I didn't expect it to be as fun as it was, uh, this, mm. these comics. I think by the time I was watching Dragon Ball, as I explained in one of the many Lost episodes, it was just sort of something that was on that was always sort of aired out of order on Canadian TV. So I enjoyed mm-hmm. it for its many um, punches and kicks. But by the time yeah. I was watching it, it would sort of gained a sort of a sense of much more seriousness. Not that it was ever fully serious, but that it had certainly had sort of more gravitas than, um, you know, hitting people in the, in the ass with a stick and hiding behind an American flag. <laughs> yeah, it's a, this is this was a new experience of a familiar property. Yeah, I hate it when the troops hide behind the American flag. Uh, um, <laughs> I think <laughs> that was uh, terrible. Anyway, um, that's yeah. I think it's kind of interesting because a, a lot of the way that people experience Dragon Ball, I was I was kind of I saw it, but I was too young to really conceptualize it. I experienced Dragon Ball one through like stuff airing out of order, and number two, the video games. And I just, characters would be there and I'd be like, yeah, the video games. The video games? Yeah, there are a lot of fighting games that are based on Dragon Ball Z. Oh, they're not like official Dragon Ball games. Oh, they are. Why? They are? Yeah, they're Uh, official licensed ones. Okay. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. I mean... How do you... Our friends... You know what? I don't need to know. It's not important. (laughs) The the drummer for our jazz combo, he has like copies of some of them the PlayStation 2 games. And I think one of the PS3 ones, maybe. Cool. They are, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I was never good at them. I didn't really play them very much, but I was a child and like, 
just a very quick short story. We had a, a Japanese exchange student who lived with us and we were playing the video games and the, the, for some reason, my brother saw weebs at the time were playing it on the Japanese sitting with subtitles. And then like Vegeta says, Kitabare! like this, which is like, and then it, the translation was you aren't Sally's. Kitabare is like an extreme insult, which is like, I want you to die and go to hell basically. Like <laughs> motherfucker. Like it's an extremely like strong thing to say in Japanese. And they were like, I don't think it means you aren't Sally. It's like, I'm not an expert on Japanese, but it doesn't mean that right. We're like, what does it mean? And she just wouldn't tell us. <laughs> She's like, no, it's very bad. Like, I can't say this word. You don't understand. <laughs> Let the Japanese exchange students say fuck. Uh, anyway, very quick before we go. Um, and yeah, thanks so much for doing this, Riley. Um, yeah, hopefully yeah. the audio works this time. Yeah, I think yeah. that that would be ideal. And then so we don't keep you having to do a, a fourth episode, unless you want to, because you're as well. <laughs> Become the the third co-host. Uh, I, I already uh, I would like to do this do this again, but maybe give me a few a little while of sleeping in. Yeah, it's yeah. okay. You need a break. We understand. It's very hard to do this much at once. Yeah, I'm impressed that you managed to stick with it for three in a row because I feel like a, a lesser podcaster would have just told us to fuck off after the first time didn't work. <laughs> you got class, kid. Yeah, that's right. Um, that's right. Honor an honorable person. Um, yeah. Exactly sorry. It. Very quickly. Predictions Imogen. Predictions? Yeah, we've just seen Frankenstein's monster behind bars. Oh, I think he's going to have to fight him. Mm-hmm. I mean, That's I it. read the next chapter by accident because I, I fuck, I've just fucked up everything. So uh, my, <laughs> oh, prediction, yeah. my prediction for the following chapter uh, is that we'll mm-hmm. finally find out who got General White pregnant? <laughs> <laughs> I want to find out who is Dragon Ball. I think the mayor is Commander Red. Oh. oh. No, it's Colonel Silver back again. Oh. And He's just duster off his the rails. Scouts. He just wanted to leave his village and beat up children and look like a sexy Nazi. Don't we all? Mm. It only gets sexier and Nazier from here. Anyway, thank you so, so much for uh, being with us. Oh, you're very welcome. One one thing, uh, do not close the Zencaster window. I repeat, do not close the Zencaster window. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, okay. I will get up early again if necessary, but I'd like to sleep in. <laughs> yeah, okay, we'll, we'll let you, you sleep for like um, a few months or something. <laughs> and then maybe if there's like a really, really good <laughs> content. Anyway, um, yeah, this is... Um, this has been Gohano Go Home. Thank you very much. Uh, Kaki te anō, and a very good evening indeed. Yeah.